Ben. I'm Megan. And we are Expecting Twins. Join us each week as we talk about twin stuff from how our babies are doing to helpful tips everyone can use. Welcome to the Twinning Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Ben from the Twinning Podcast. This episode um, this week is a little different than our episodes in the past. Um, Today we had a chance to sit down and talk with Carrie from TwinsTraveling.com. Carrie, a proud twin mom, started Twins Traveling as a way to share tips, tricks, and tidbits on traveling with twins. Um, Something that Megan and I definitely plan on doing. Um, We recorded this podcast on Saturday and both Megan and I learned a lot from Carrie. She was very nice to us and had some great advice for us that we definitely plan on using. So I also hope encourage everyone to uh, check out their website, twinstraveling.com, and read the stories Carrie has shared um, on there. I think there's some funny stories. There's some great learning um, stories for everyone and some good takeaways. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Carrie from twinstraveling.com. Welcome. Um, thanks for joining us today. Um, you thanks know. for having me. So I guess I want to start off. Um, tell us about, you know, tell everybody that's listening about you guys. Um, you have a blog out there, the twinstraveling.com. So obviously you guys have twins. Tell we us do. about, yeah, tell us about your family. We have uh, two-year-old twins. They're not quite two and a half. Um, in addition to our first furry kid, Marley, who is... I don't know, maybe 12, 13, I think. <laughs> he's getting up there. Um, you know, he's a glue that keeps us all together, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> my husband <laughs> my husband, and I were married in 2012, and the kids came in October of 2014. Wow. And so, yeah, we had a couple of years together, not too long. We're, we're getting up there in age, so we wanted to get the show on the road. Yeah. And... uh it's definitely been an adventure, I have to say. Yeah. What was it like? Um, do you remember the time, like the moment you guys found out you were having twins for sure? Oh, absolutely. Um, we had, we'd tried for a little bit. So we ended up going for some infertility testing and mm-hmm. I had a little outpatient procedure, got everything cleared up. We were getting ready and we had everything we needed. We were going to go ahead with a treatment cycle and it never started because I ended up getting pregnant. Wow. So we went in and, you know, I did all the blood tests and we went in for our ultrasound about seven weeks. And the the screen was kind of faced away from us. So we're sitting on the table when they're doing the ultrasound and the doctor says, oh, you know, this, this is a natural cycle, right? I said, yeah, it was not medicated. And okay. He's like, we don't see that too often. <laughs> okay. It's interesting. And the nurse says, oh, look at that. And look at what? <laughs> so finally they flipped it around and they were like, well, double trouble. And oh, no. <laughs> we both kind of looked at each other like, what? Yeah. Um, my, I, yeah, I immediately was kind of turned white and uh, not ready for that. My husband, meanwhile, was kind of jumping up and down, getting very excited. Yeah. Which shocked me. I thought for sure it'd be the other way around, but it was <laughs> yeah. a surprise to say the least. It, it, it is. Yeah, I certainly was like, I didn't even know what to say. I'm just, yeah, what the heck is going on? I was all, I was all about it. 
Now, do twins run in your family then? They do not. Yeah. It's... Um, you know, somewhere in the deep blue on either side, I'm sure we could find twins, but it's not. It, it was certainly not on our radar yeah. at all. Similar to us. Yes. where I mean, I can track like my dad's cousins who have twins and um, things like that, but nothing immediate and uh okay nothing that would make you think this could be a possibility yeah like when i was always joking with megan before like oh we're gonna have twins and like, that was kind of the that's never gonna happen type of yeah. <laughs> statement um so yeah, we actually built our house um and moved in in july of 2014 so a few months before they were born but in the process of building we picked out a room that would be you know the nursery mm-hmm. and we were looking at it, and I said, oh, look, it's big enough that we could fit twins if we needed to. Ha, 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 ha. How funny. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> so do you guys – that was a question I had. I don't know if I sent that to you, but um, do you guys have them in the same room or different rooms? And have like throughout They this... share a room. They do, okay. Is they it... do. They share a room, and, um, and we're going to keep it that way. We've decided – for the time being, mm-hmm. at least until they can voice to us that they want to be separate. That's smart. Um, yeah, it it works. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easier that way. Yeah, we, you know, we're what, almost like over two years apart from our kids' ages. And we're finding, you know, at the three-month mark, they kind of feed off each other. Like one will wake up crying. That'll get the other one crying. Wants right. to get crying a little bit louder. And so we we have yeah. we have one nursery. Our house is tiny as it is, and so but we have a guest bedroom. So we end up mocking that up as like a holding cell for <laughs> for the the one of them if we need to. And um, yeah, it's been it's crazy. So yeah, we kind of pushed through those times of waking each other up, and now they both sleep through anything. Oh, that's good. Good. That's good to know. So we just kind of kept pushing and and waited it out and mm-hmm. i mean it definitely we had moments where we thought this is crazy what are we doing mm-hmm. we can't live like this uh, yeah and i mean i think you've you've sent me a couple of messages uh and we are having you know issues with the night feedings um and i think i believe correct me if i'm wrong you were the one that had told me like i think you stay up late and your husband's kind of like the early riser um you can yep. just alternate the middle of the night ones um, that's kind yeah, of, and that's what we actually have figured out has worked well for us. Right, um, has it? That's mm-hmm. good. You know, there's... It's, it's really just so much. Try, try a million things, and whatever works, go with it. Yeah, and though it's much easier when you do it together. Yeah, we do that on the weekends yeah. where we both kind of wake up and. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's been such a learning thing, you know, and nobody can tell us really <laughs> what to. I plan for, you know, ever, I don't have really you know, any friends and, twins and. Yeah, it's tough and it's a whole different animal. Mm-hmm. Completely. People just don't know what it's like. Yeah. Yes. And they try to help, but it's, yeah, no. Yeah. Yesterday, um, which, uh, nobody else knows our, one of our kids wasn't allowed to go back to daycare for the day cause they quote unquote had a fever. We could discuss that at a later point cause I don't think they, she did, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, I ended up taking Charlotte to daycare and kept Harper at home and I'm sitting there at home and I mean it's awful of me I'm like so this is what it's like to have one kid like, <laughs> it's, it's easy I'm like this is a piece of cake <laughs> um yeah so what was your guys's like first year like with the babies 
That is a very, very difficult question to answer, mostly because I don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> it it was a complete blur. Yeah. And, you know, I say, and I'm halfway joking, but absolutely completely serious at the same time. Their first birthday was more of a celebration that we survived than it was <laughs> that they survived. Like, uh-huh. they, you know, it, it was like a fog started lifting around that time. And I realized just how focused on the day-to-day on on them I had been. Yeah. And it was, it was crazy. It really, there's nothing to compare it to. and But that also makes it difficult because you're looking for advice. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know what they did because they yeah. just did whatever they had to do. It was survival mode yeah. for that first year. And that's kind of why, that was actually one of our reasons why I wanted to do this podcast because I feel like we're going to forget a lot of right. what has happened and what we are like. Um, and at least we'll have some type of like digital record yeah. to and then you know listen to a couple years and... down the road when you're like oh we could have a third kid I'll be like go back and listen <laughs> to those episodes <laughs> go listen Screw to the that. other one <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah that has, that's one of the reasons that we ended up with the blog as well was you know first of all we were learning all of these things and I thought we must be reinventing the wheel I don't want anyone else to have to do that yeah at the same time let them learn from our mistakes let them learn from everything that we thought we knew and clearly we were completely wrong, but also it's nice to have that record. It's nice to have that documented mm-hmm. pictures and stories and all those little things that you forget yeah. along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where are you guys located? We're in Connecticut. You are in Connecticut. Cause I noticed you had traveled yeah. to Milwaukee zoo. Yes. My husband's sister actually lives in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. So, um, and he does a trade show there every May. So we try to get out there. Yeah. It's a great Very zoo. Cool. It's a great zoo. I just, I wasn't sure if you guys were local or if you're like, I thought maybe I'm like, maybe they're in Chicago or something, but okay. <laughs> um, so yeah. out in your area, do you guys have, um, any type of like multiples clubs or twin clubs or things like that, that you yes. are part of? Yep. I'm part of our local moms of multiples club, which is a part of the Multiples of America, mm-hmm. uh, which is formerly the National Organization of Moms of Twins Clubs, mm-hmm. long name that I can never get right. <laughs> um, and I found that to be extremely helpful. Yeah, Being in a room of other people who, who just get it, who know what it's like, who don't look at you crazy because you can't take your kid yeah. you know, out for lunch without a three-hour preparation. Yeah. Uh, you know it's just it's just nice to get to be with people who know what it's like yeah you don't have to explain it they're not going to ask you a million questions we're in a room together and nobody's like oh twins let me see oh how cute Mm oh twins running your family oh you know it's it's just nice Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's really helpful but they also do have a lot of advice and and um kind words which is we uh, went. We had mentioned it on our one of our last podcasts. We did a, a like a play date lunch thing with three other couples who had twins, and we we're they're all our babies were the youngest by far. But right. it, so it was kind of nice listening to their stories. They are all about three months ahead of us, um, and yeah, like you said, it's just nice getting advice from actual people who are going through this. Um, you know, instead of people trying to give you advice that you know, I'm sure they're trying to be helpful, but they might not. Right. Have a clear yeah. sense of 
what craziness can happen at 2 a.m. Right. 2 a.m. to exactly. 6 a.m. Exactly. You know, that, <laughs> that moment when you feel like you will absolutely never sleep again. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> like, I, it's impossible to describe, but I definitely had that moment where, mm-hmm. you know, one kid would be sleeping and they would wake up and I'd get them to sleep and at the same time the other kid would wake up and you'd be up with that one for a couple hours and then this one would wake up again. And yeah. Next thing you know, you're, I, I yeah. was fairly certain it was, ne- I was never going to sleep again. This was just going to continue for the rest of their lives. <laughs> yeah. I'm amazed how well I can go off of two and a half hours of sleep with a hour long break and another two and a half hours of sleep, then go back to work. <laughs> right. like, you know, a year ago I would have been like leaving work at two o'clock cause I'm too tired. <laughs> and now I'm like, Oh, yeah. fine. Yeah, it is. You you adapt somehow. Yeah, very quickly. Um, And once you do start sleeping again, it's going to be glorious. Um, oh, sorry. It will happen. I promise. (laughs) So, one question that I had for you is like, is there anything that you thought you'd never do as a parent that you are doing now because you are a parent of twins? (laughs) It's probably easier if I try to tell you the things that I said I would never do that I never did. <laughs> okay. Um, basically everything went out the window right. when we heard about twins. I just, you know, I had all these plans. I read all the books. I had everything. I was going to be the best mom ever. And and it really is just survival mode. It's whatever works. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had always said, no, my kids aren't going to take pacifiers. No way. <laughs> I, I, I bought... At, the store. I mean, store full of pacifiers just to find one that would work wow. because I needed them to take something other than me. And it's just, they never ended up taking one, but I probably would have paid good money yeah. if they yeah. would. That's how our babies are. You they know, don't just, do those. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and it's tough. No, yeah. Cause... You know, and then another one is probably making baby food. I was I was going to be the mom that made all of their baby food and it was an all the organic and we ended up doing baby led weaning. I'm not sure if you have kind of explored that side because it's a little early, early for you guys, but basically they just eat what you eat. Oh, okay. So, you know, puree, it's no purees. It's just, you know, they gum on things because they don't actually need the nutrition for a long time and it gives them more control over what they eat and it's supposed to be better for, you know, their future eating habits. Sure. Oh. But it also is a lot easier because you're not pureeing things and you're not freezing things and you're not having to reheat things and yeah, just give them a couple pieces of what you're eating. You're good to go. Wow, that's smart. Yeah, definitely have not thought about that. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm. So you guys have you have a little while, so yeah. don't worry. But no, I have a friend whose baby is three months ahead of ours that. They are just starting to do s- some solid foods, and the doctor is like, "You can try avocado." And so she gave him guacamole. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was oh. so. Knowing what you know about us, um, and from what you're blur, do you have any advice for us for like the remainder of this first year, first two years, just for our sanity? <laughs> really, just know that it gets better. Yeah, you know you you will get back to a normal. It won't be the normal that you had, but you will get into your groove and you'll start to be able to do more. Definitely, I you guys have started to get out of the house more. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Keep going with that. Mm-hmm. If you stay on that role, you know we did it every Sunday afternoon. We all went out to lunch together. Okay, 
And in the beginning, sure, it was hoping that they would sleep the whole time and we'd put them in the booth with us or we'd put them in the sling and we would cross our fingers that they would stay sleeping. Yeah. But, you know, as I got older, they got they would play with toys. So we'd bring some toys for them to play with. And just making it a part of their routine mm-hmm. really helps. Okay. Then it's not like they are so overwhelmed by everything around them that they don't know how to act. Yeah. You know, it's just normal for them to just go, okay, we're going out to eat. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, I think that... Um, in addition to that, I would say accept all the help that you're offered. Yeah. That's something else somebody else had mentioned to us. Like, people are going to offer as much, like, help as much, you know, a lot. Take it up. Yeah, I yeah. think everyone says that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and that was hard for me. I'm kind of a control freak. Yeah. So yeah. it was hard for me to say, yeah, come on in and, and make me dinner, but... Mm-hmm. You have to sometimes. I think we, I'm the one that's more open to that people coming and helping, you know, but you're getting there, wouldn't you say? I don't, maybe. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I Wait till these kids start it. walking around and, oh, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. We have a lot of uh, listeners too that are expecting twins. Um, I think for one family, they're six months in. So three months to go, another family is pretty close to being due. What advice do you have for them um, about that <laughs> that first couple months? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's really important to find your village. They say that it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, I find truth in that, not only for raising the child, but also having that emotional support as a parent yeah, and especially as a parent of twins, because it is different. Like we said, you know, having people who know what it's like, who mm-hmm. can tell you that like, yes, it's normal for your child to cry because you cut your sandwich wrong. <laughs> You're not a horrible parent. That's just how kids are. Uh-huh. It really helps. And, you know, having someone say to you that you will sleep again. Yeah. I know it's rough, but it will happen. Yeah. And knowing that they've been there, that they're actually speaking from a place of experience, I think is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be my my big advice is just find find those people that you can lean on who will tell you that you're doing a great job because ultimately you are. You're doing a great job. Yeah. And I think something like you touched on before, finding that multiples group in your local area helps too. Um, oh, yeah. Just, I mean, we were part of our the Madison one for... Six months before, I think they were even born. We didn't do much, but no. we were reading their information and, you know, joined their Facebook page. And so we were getting some advice that way, too. And I think that kind of helps prepare you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, going, um, how long ago did you start your blog? We, we started the blog uh, about a year ago, actually. It was last January. Okay. When we When we decided to go ahead with it. And why'd you pick the whole traveling aspect of it? Do you guys travel? We actually, yeah, we when before before the kids came, we had really enjoyed traveling together. It was something that we loved to do, mm-hmm. and we in all the discussions about raising kids and how what we wanted to do with our family. That was a big part of how we wanted to raise our family. We wanted them to see the world. We wanted them to kind of grow a love of travel and a love of other cultures and, you know, 
just appreciating the world outside of their own backyard. And basically when we found out we had twins, that all went out the window and we were pretty sure we were just going to be in our living room for on our couch for our entire life. And so we at some point decided, all right, we're, we're going to do this. Is We're going to make it happen and we're going to step by step find our way and get out with these kids and start start exploring. Yeah. And... And like I said earlier, it was, you know, we did a lot of research online. We found a lot of blogs and a lot of, there was a lot of information out there, but it didn't seem like there was a lot of, you know, practical information out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of the blogs made it seem like it was really easy to get your twins out and about and do this and that and the other. And, and we, we weren't experiencing that. For us, it was, uh, you know, maybe it's, like I said, I'm a little bit of a control freak. So the idea of having my kids cry in public kind of, gave me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. So I, I needed to know that it was not going to always be easy, mm-hmm. but it was possible. And so I figured there might be someone else out there who could really benefit from knowing that other people make mistakes and other people are going to make mistakes so that you can learn from them. Absolutely. So when did you guys start like taking trips bigger than, you know, like an hour car ride and stuff like that? <laughs> bigger than the, the family lunch. Yeah. Our, we, I'm trying to think. So our first actual trip was probably down to North Carolina. Um, to visit family. Nice. So I don't know if you'd really consider that since it was not exactly a hotel stay or anything. But Did you drive it, fly it? We drive. We do a lot of driving Okay. Um, with the kids. We do a lot of overnight driving for our long trips. Okay. Oh, like... Our first... Explain hmm? that. The okay. overnight driving? Yeah. We... So, we kind of base a lot of our traveling around the kids' schedule. Mm-hmm. So, for us, they have their longest sleep overnight, and... The way I see it, if you are traveling during the day with kids that are eating every three hours, mm-hmm. you are basically stopping every three hours for an hour. Yeah. At the time that you get everyone changed, fed, burped, to stuff together, back in the car seat and go. It's, it's probably about an hour to do that whole thing for the two kids. And that can really almost double your travel time. So if we're going to be taking a 12-hour drive, it would probably take us. 20 hours to do. Just not feasible. Yeah. But if we did it overnight, you know, when, because we waited until the kids were sleeping a little more, they weren't eating every three hours overnight anymore. We could do, you know, they were theoretically going most of the night without eating. Well, my daughter actually slept through the night without eating around, I think it was eight or nine weeks. Oh, wow. Um, it took my son until 14 months, but that's another story. <laughs> you know, it didn't, yeah, whole other story with him. But, mm-hmm. you know, he would wake up maybe if in the car, he would sleep better, yeah. too. So we would be able to travel further. We could get about halfway there, stop. He would he would wake up, we'd change him, we'd feed him, throw him back in the car, and we'd drive the rest of the way. Okay. And it remained a 12-hour drive instead of a 20-hour drive. And it's just, you know, it's sure it was more difficult because we were tired, but... One of us could sleep. One mm-hmm. of us would drive. Yeah, and what kind of and ve- it, it just 
What kind it makes of, way more sense than driving. What kind of vehicle okay. do you guys have? Like just one thing. We now have we have the minivan. You do. We do. We had a, a Toyota Highlander, so it was a I don't know mid size SUV. I guess you would call it. I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. It wasn't huge, but it was it was large. And with our long drives, packing up the two kids, the two pack and plays, so this, so that, the other, everything, plus our 50 pound dog, we ran out of space. And we needed something that just was a, maybe a better use of space. Yeah. And we found that in the minivan. Plus those sliding doors. You just can't beat the sliding doors. <laughs> yeah. We're, I, think... I, I had, you know, nightmares of my kids once they got a little bit older, like slamming open the door into every single car next to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. Oh, and I'm like, you know, and plus with, when the kids are little and you're trying to get the, the car seat in the car, when you've got them in the bucket. Mm-hmm. And someone parks right next to your car. What do you do? Yeah, right. That's very true. So, no. yeah, that's kind of, um, you know, that was our. We bought our car, right? I think right before we found out. Yeah, we were it was like a month before we found out we were pregnant. And then, and so now we have twins, and now we can't fit in the back seat with them because <laughs> our yeah. the small SUV, and it's just like, ugh. And so. Um, but it, when it's, I'm glad you mentioned that night traveling because that's kind of where Megan and actually we're talking about too. Right. We ha- um, we're going to be driving to Louisville for Easter, which is about an eight hour drive normally, and so we're going to plan on doing mm-hmm. it like work that day. I'll work that day and then um, pack up and then probably go yeah, around seven pretty, o'clock, well, six. I'd say we'll probably leave right after work and yeah. then feed them right before we leave because they're eating every four hours now. Yeah, so. We can okay. stop, stop. So you can do about half and half. Yeah. Without, yeah. Stop at a and it gets stop. tough again. I mean, you know, <laughs> wherever works, wherever <laughs> you need to do. Yeah. It, it gets tough again when they start moving more because they want to not be in the car seat the whole time. Right. They want to get out and crawl around too. And then, it, then you're stopping to feed them, but also to let them crawl around. But where do you let them crawl around? You don't want them crawling around in a truck stop, yeah. Right? right? Yeah. God, no. Oh. So it, it's a whole other set of of issues to think about. But. So then you start pulling a trailer, but inside the trailer you have like a playroom. <laughs> a little playroom. Yeah. We've found, uh, we usually try to find a park. Okay. That's smart. And we'll bring a blanket, a little lunch, whatever, have a little picnic. Let them, now they can run around. It's a little easier. The crawling was definitely the, the tricky part. Yeah. What's the favorite trip you guys had so far with the twins? Because looking at your uh, site, you've been to quite a few places. Um, we have. Yeah. What is your favorite trip so far? So, so difficult to, to pick one. Um, we we were at Disney World for a marathon weekend in January Ooh. this year. That was fantastic. I mean, Disney is hard to beat. They really are meant for kids, and they are one of the few places that handle twins very extremely well. Okay. Because it's what, it's what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, they they deal with kids. Um, another favorite was probably last January, our ski trip to Smuggler's Notch in Vermont. Ooh. It is like the number one rated family ski resort in the East, and it and it definitely lives up to its reputation. We It was the first experience that our kids had with daycare environment okay. since I'm home with them. So mm-hmm. they really have never been separated from me for any length of time. So I was obviously a wreck, but they 
they did fantastic. They loved it. They had a blast. The second day, they like ran right in, didn't even say goodbye. Oh. Um, but it was that was um, kind of a milestone also because it was the first time that my husband and I actually had a full day together without kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And it was amazing. It was really nice to have that time together. And, you know, that's probably another tip is if you can find those moments together, mm-hmm. it'll really help to keep both of you, like, remembering that, hey, in all of this, you are a team and you are partners. And you're the reason that those people are here, not just, it's not the other way around, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can really get wrapped up in, in taking care of them. And it feels like your only reason for being is to take care of them. But it's not. It's you know, you have each other too. So remembering that is, is sometimes tough, but it's important. Yeah. Um, um, with, with your traveling. I, I have one other, yeah. one other maybe favorite that's up there or actually two, but, but I'll pick one of the two. And those are our trips to the national parks. We went to two national parks this summer. We went to Acadia and we went to, um, we went to Denver. So we went to, uh, Rocky Mountain National Park out there. And it was so wonderful to watch the kids explore nature, really, and just fall in love with it. They, we've taken them on walks here and there, but to be able to really get them out and let them hike and see all the different things that are to see out there is just, you know, good family fun. And that, that's kind of those things that we always dreamt of raising our children to do mm-hmm. and so to actually be doing them now is is wonderful so are you guys what are you where are you guys going this year are you doing anything this summer um this coming summer we have not scheduled anything yet <laughs> we kind of fly by the boot of our pants a little bit as okay. it comes to that sort of thing um we we do have a few trips coming up Cool. Coming up real soon. We, uh, let's see. We're going to be going back down to North Carolina to the beach to meet our new baby niece Ooh, in a couple fun. weeks. We're excited for that. And then we have a family wedding in the Catskills in New York. Nice. In April. And then again, May, we will probably try to be out in Milwaukee for that trade show, visit family out there. Um, and then, of course, we'll sprinkle in some weekend trips here and there. But those are the big ones. Awesome. So have you guys, um, had, during all of your travels, had any, like, absolute, like, nightmares, like, traveling nightmares, things that have just been like, oh, my God, this is awful? Oh, absolutely. You know, and one of one of our first overnight hotel stays with the kids, uh, we were in Philly, and it was just after their first birthday. I went to Philly for a weekend. Actually, my husband's running marathon. And... We get to the hotel, they, you know, we, it was our first time that we didn't bring our own pack and plays. We asked for the hotel pack and plays, and they didn't have any. We arrived at, I think it was 10 o'clock at night, because we hit traffic, it was terrible, and no pack and plays. Oh. Then they said to us, oh, we can give you a couple extra pillows and sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still not quite sure what they expected us to do with those pillows and sheets, but, um, yeah. So they, they tried to track them down. They called other hotels. We're having no luck. 
Uh, I think they actually did find one at a different hotel. Um, but my husband ran out to the Walmart and he just bought two and was like, you know, we're just gonna do I, it. <laughs> I don't even care at this point. We just need to, we just have to do something because it's now eleven o'clock and the kids need to go to sleep at some point. Yeah. Uh, so that that was pretty pretty awful. But the the first flight, um, you know, our first trip on an airplane with the kids definitely left us some learning experiences. Um, in particular, just trying to get through the airport with all of our stuff. We have a picture of my husband pushing a cart with any, any bags and car seats and strollers and everything on top of it. And, you know, we, at that point, thought, well, we'll just bring our car seats from home, mm-hmm. which are probably the heaviest car seats that they are out on the market. <laughs> they are wonderful car seats, and our kids love them, and they stopped crying in the car the minute we put them in these car seats. Fantastic, love them, never taking them with us again. <laughs> they are simply too heavy and you know at some point we ended up putting the car seats in the stroller and he was carrying the two kids because they were easier two wiggling one-year-olds is easier yeah. than these two car seats wow. i pushed the, i pushed the car seats in the stroller and he carried the kids because that was the only way we could do it mm-hmm. so did you actually get them seats or did you carry them on the plane um on the plane at that point, they were lap kids. Okay. Which, which was also pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, because, you know, again, one thing, if there's two adults and one kid being a lap kid, you can kind of trade them off. You can, oh, you need to go to the restroom here, hold the kid. You know, I mean, you can, you can arrange it that way. When you have two adults and two kids, it, there's no break. It's 100%. There's a kid on your lap. Right. So do they? And if you need to go, then someone's holding two kids on their lap, right. and those are not big, big seats for. Right. Yeah. So do they Sorry. let you? Um, like, do they just let you carry on the car seats, or is that like a law that airlines have to do, or how does that work? You can you can check them. Okay. Um, you can if you do buy a seat for your kid, you can put you can bring the car seat on, strap it in. And, and honestly, I would probably recommend doing that. It's not something we've done yet, but it is a, it is most likely the best case scenario because you can if your kid knows the car seat and knows what to do in the car seat and knows what to expect in the car seat in in an airplane, they have no idea what's coming. Right. Yeah. And now they're sitting in a in a seat, and they you know obviously with a a little baby, if you get them a seat, you definitely want to put them in in the car seat. But as they get older. Even, you know, expecting them to sit down when the seat belt light is on, it's kind of a difficult thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you, if you don't bring them on, if you don't have a seat for the kid, if you don't want to bring the car seat on the train, you can put it under, you can gate check it, or oh. you can check it with um, your regular baggage. And it is free. You oh, do not have awesome. to pay to check the car seat or a stroller. Uh, those things are free. They do not count as luggage. So. Well, that's nice. I'm good to know. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of our. Like, you hit it right on the head when because I've seen people traveling with one baby and two parents, and you can kind of hand off. And we keep talking. If we ever do that, I'm like, we need to get extra seats just for sanity purposes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Yeah, just... I would recommend you know even even one extra seat. Yeah. 
you know, it's expensive and no one wants to spend that money, but it, it probably is worth it for your sanity. Just to have some place where you can put your things so you're not, you know, just a little extra leg room, just a little extra whatever. Just to have that, that extra space really helps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your top traveling tips for, you know, other twin families? Besides the ones you've already mentioned. Traveling tips. Yeah. Um, number one would definitely be, you know, to really get a plan in place. Have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, but know that sometimes you're going to end up on plan D. Mm-hmm. You, you just have to also be flexible. And it sounds ridiculous to say plan, but be flexible, but you have to. You have to know recognize when something's not working and be ready to change that. Yeah. Um, that That's probably number one because you just never know how it's going to go. You can hope for the best, but, you know, get ready just in case it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Also, our, our kind of big belief in traveling is, you know, bedtime is pretty sacred. So once we... It took us a little while to get that bedtime routine settled and get, you know, once the kids figured out how to sleep a little longer, we never want to mess with that. So we will bring their white noise machine. We will bring their books. We will bring their pillows, their plan, whatever it is that we need to make sure that they go to bed <laughs> when they need to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Because the more and the better they sleep, the happier they are during the day, the more they're able to handle seeing all these new things and having these new experiences without kind of losing it and being cranky. Sure. Mm-hmm. Some consistency. So for us, it's definitely like, yeah, bedtime is the big one. We try to keep as close to their bedtime routine as we can. And I know um, my parents even are kind of shocked because we can go somewhere, show up at 10 o'clock at night, do our bedtime routine, and the kids go right to sleep. Okay. So my parents it, are like, anytime we took you traveling, it took like at least a night or two for you to get a good night's sleep. Yeah. And I know a lot of other people feel the same way. They bring their kids to someplace new and they just, their kids kind of don't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. I think ours do so well because A, we've gotten them out and about a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not anything new to them, even though it might be a new environment. The experience is not new. Okay, so we're someplace new, but we still have to go to bed. Yeah. Um. And the same thing with the bedtime routine. They know, okay, it's bedtime. This is what we do. There's no real room for them to be unsure of what's going on. So when you guys travel, um, do you bring your own pack and plays for the babies now or for your kids? Like, they're two years old. Are they still babies? We, yeah. yeah, they're somewhere in between right now. Yeah. Um, we do. We, oh. Yes and no. We will try, if, if especially air travel, we will definitely ask if we can use the ones at the hotel. Okay. If we're going to drive somewhere with the minivan, we have a little extra room, we will bring them just in case after mm-hmm. learning that we might be, you know, stuck without. After that experience, we, we don't take that chance, if at all possible. But we do, um, you know, if we're driving, we'll take our own. If we're flying, we try not to. Okay. But that would be another tip is hotels often have a lot of supplies or equipment that you may not think they do. A lot of hotels have, you know, high chairs that you can borrow okay. while you're there. Um, things like that, which help so your kids have someplace to sit if you're going to eat in the room. Because otherwise they will be running around and not eating. That's Yeah, that's good to know. Um, 
I didn't even know it was like hotels provided that stuff. So that's good. Yeah, a lot of them do. Definitely um, worth asking. One of the other things I noticed on your website was or on your blog, you're talking about the stroller thing. I was telling Megan about it, and I think it just sounds like the neatest thing. And I don't know if you guys use that now or if that's what you did use in the past. Um, and the little connector clip. Yeah, that looks that's awesome. Yeah, it definitely helps. We like to bring um, two single umbrella strollers because sometimes you might want to separate the kids. One person goes one place. Sometimes there's two people that can push. And you can separate them, and, and it's easier to travel in a crowd or on busy streets with two singles than it is a double. Um, and so we like the flexibility of using those two. But sometimes you need one person to push both strollers. They have these connector clips. We got ours on Amazon, and they just connect the, the strollers, the three of them. You connect them in three different places, and it makes two strollers act like one stroller. It's very, very useful. How hard is it to push, then? To push, um, it's not it, it's not as easy as a normal double stroller, but it's easier <laughs> if they were separate. They, you can pretty much just push it without a problem. Um, really didn't struggle too much. Sometimes the wheels will get a little funny and try to run into each other, but it works. But out for the most awesome. part, we had yeah, it worked out really well. Cool, that's awesome. Um, yeah, we also actually we have a lot of. Um, the carabiners that we, those little clips. Mm-hmm. And we keep those on the stroller as well so we can kind of hook things on as we need to. Yeah. yeah. And that helps as well get a little extra storage. Yeah, that we've been, um, that's what you've been using, I think, at the grocery store, the yeah, mom, mom clip, clip, the big carabiner. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, that seems to work out really well. Mm-hmm. You just have to get creative with everything. Yes. <laughs> Definitely need to get creative. Um, yeah, because yeah. So the interesting thing is, like Megan and I l- loved traveling before the babies came. Right. You know, we did Costa Rica. We've done you know Turkey, Europe, everything. Um, and that's something we, like you said, we always wanted to make sure our kids were well traveled. And uh, um, so yeah, I'm excited to see where we go. I think we talked about what what were we gonna take take them on like a trip, like a big trip around their two birthday or one year. I don't. know. Yeah, I figure not this winter, but next winter we can go somewhere at least warm, go somewhere large. Yeah, we're gonna we'll take some little trips. Yeah, before then, but yeah, we're, yeah. We're going I would to definitely say you know the baby steps. Take baby steps. Yeah, you're doing the lunches. Maybe do an overnight here and there. Build your build yourself up, but um, it's definitely doable. When you stay at hotels, do you let them? Okay, for us, um, because we're talking about, you know, maybe doing like a little weekend trip down <laughs> down to Ikea, because we love Ikea in Chicago. <laughs> but, you know, would it be our best interest to let the hotel know we have two infants with us? Or does that not matter? Because I don't want to be that neighbor, um, you know, if the babies start crying in the middle of the night. And they will. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of my fear. Yeah, of course they will. Um, we've never really giving them much of a heads up. Um, but I can see the value in that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's probably, I mean, it wouldn't hurt just to say, hey, just so you know, if you have a room that's kind of set aside from other rooms, if you have some extra rooms, maybe give us a buffer. Yeah. Um, we we tend to stay in suites, if at all possible. Okay. For a couple of reasons. One is that they do 
typically have some more room. It's easier to fit two pack and plays in a suite rather than a normal hotel room sometimes. Right. Um, but also because then we can put the kids to bed, we can close the door and we can stay in the other room mm-hmm. and not feel like we have to be completely quiet. Right. Yeah, tiptoes. And, yeah, yeah uh, I'm, I'm not sure that they would fall asleep if we were in the same room. So mm-hmm. at this point... Yeah, ours right now, they'll stare at me. Like, they just started watching us, which is kind of exciting. But when I'm in there, they'll just, like, <laughs> eyes glued on me. And so I have to kind of, like, teeter out of the back, like, back, you know. Right now, they they probably don't want to look at you with that creepy mustache you got yeah. going on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe they're scared. That yeah, they could they be. they should be. Uh, they're like, who scared. is this guy? What yeah. is he doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm shaving. I shaved the whole beard last night except for the mustache. And I'm just leaving that for the weekend. um and so yeah i think our our big things that we like just just, we just enjoy going places and you know i think like you said the baby steps so we have been you know going out to eat um you know this morning we went around the mall um they do enjoy their stroller Mm -hmm. um they enjoy the car which is always good it's just when you guys travel with the van do you sit in the back with them or does your husband sit in the back? No. You guys both sit up front? No, we sit in, we both sit in the front, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's nice, too, now that they're starting to talk more. They they sing to each other. They talk back there. It's really cute. Oh, that'll be fun. Yes. Can't wait for those days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get there. So, uh, before we end this, we had another, or Megan had another question yeah, for you. Yeah, I do, and it. It's not really pertaining. Well, it kind of, I guess, because you travel for it sometimes. How do you deal with your husband training for his marathons and his (laughs) bike rides? Ben does triathlons. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of like holding off this year and not doing anything big. Um, Yeah. But if like he ever decided to do Ironman again, like I. It's a lot of training. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of solo. Yes solo time yeah i mean how did you know go ahead he did the same thing he kind of took he took a little time off to Mm -hmm. try to be here a lot more even from traveling for work he just kind of put off as much of that as he could for i think he took about six months before he even went on a trip alone Mm -hmm. um on a business trip at all and you know i wasn't ready to go with the kids at that point we were still kind of like like i I don't even know what to do with them never mind what to do with them anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Well, we got there. Um, as they got older, it got easier to do it alone. It got easier. And you know, he's really good at finding time outside of his work schedule. So he would get up before the kids would get up and go. Right. Um, and do a lot of training at that time. Or, you know, after work, he'd go straight from work and he would still be able to get home at a decent hour and he would he would find a way to not really be away as much as it would have been the real struggle is on the weekends right because that's when he would normally do his long runs or his long bike rides or yeah. um or, and one thing we did for for the bike riding anyway and and we could do it for the running is instead of doing you know an out and back he would actually just go go someplace we would pick pick a destination and he would ride his bike there. I'd pack up the kids and I would drive there. And if we time it right, yeah. they'll take their nap in the car. Yeah, that's so, a good idea. 
I get the kids in the car, I drive them around for their naps, we meet, we have lunch, we have a snack, we play wherever we are, and then he throws his bike in the car and we come home. That's smart. So he's, you know, it's kind of like taking, again, finding ways so that it really doesn't affect his time with the kids as much as possible. Right. Yeah. Because it does take a lot of, of training, and how do you do that when you want to spend time with your kids, you know? Oh, absolutely. I have friends that on my triathlon team who um, did Ironman six weeks after having a baby, and I'm like, how do you do that? I mean, like that first six weeks at home, I'm like, ugh. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, just, nope. yeah, so I think I like that idea. That's good. So... um you know, to end this podcast, why don't you like, if you have uh, any ways, but for the listeners out there, um, a way to connect with you, where they can find you, um, learn about you, see the pictures. You guys have some great pictures up on Instagram, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, you know, it's kind of easy to get great pictures when you've got really adorable kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we can be found on our website, which is twinstraveling.com. Twins traveling with one L. Um, also, you can find us on Facebook at Twins. So search for Twins Traveling or at Twins Who Travel. Mm-hmm. And we're also on Instagram again. It's Twins Traveling. Okay, That's pretty awesome. much standard across the board. Twins Traveling. So awesome. And I'll link you on a couple of our, a bunch of our stuff, so people can find you. Um, but yeah, Wonderful. well, thanks for joining us today. And, Thank uh, you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we look forward to talking to you again. Yeah. Yeah, anytime. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Twinning Podcast and you enjoyed our conversations with Carrie. Um, We really had a great time sitting down and talking with her. Um, That was on Saturday. It's Tuesday night now. Uh, Or is it Monday night? can't think i don't even know i think it's monday it's like eight o'clock megan's sleeping babies are crying and priscilla is licking my feet uh this is the life of a twin dad so i hope you all enjoyed this episode and make sure you get a chance to check out carrie's website twinstraveling.com she's also on facebook and instagram really shows some cute pictures of her kids and their travels so Again, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Check out Carrie's website and let her know you enjoyed her conversation on the Twinning Podcast. Hope you all have a great week. Bye.